welcome everyone to Understanding the I Am That Is You podcast. Hey everybody, it's your girl Wynne Rappin, and I pray all is well with everyone tonight, and your hearts and minds are full of love, joy, and compassion for all your brothers and sisters in spirit. But that is not so for some of us, though. Keep working on it. And know that it is not because the heart of love is not within us. But oftentimes, the darkness of this world can become so overwhelming that many of us tend to lose sense of that loving presence of God. Yet, it never leaves us. So no matter what may come in this life, to us or the world around us, no matter the trials and tribulations, know that there is a ceaseless reservoir of love always available from our own mighty I Am Presence for our comfort, healing, and uplifting, and an overflowing abundance for ourselves and for sharing with others. Amen. Give thanks and praises for love and light. And y'all be loved. Heaven is like a roof to the material world and will serve as the floor of the new world. It is by nature shining and glorious and is the dwelling place of the invisible hosts. When God spread out this firmament, he brought up above it a third part of the waters, and above these is the heaven of light and of the luminaries. Hence people say, the heaven, and the heaven of heavens, for we call both the firmament and the waters which are above it heaven. Some consider that the verse let the waters which are above the heavens praise the name of the Lord refers to the holy angels and to our Lord's humanity, but neither the church nor the orthodox teachers accept this. The angels consist of nine classes and three orders, upper, middle, and lower. The upper order is composed of cherubim, seraphim, and thrones, these are called priests, kumar, and chief priests, and bearers of God's throne. The middle order is composed of lords, powers, and rulers, these are called priests, came, because they receive revelations from those above them. The lower order consists of principalities, archangels and angels, and these are the ministers who wait upon created things. The cherubim are an intellectual motion which bears the throne of the Holy Trinity, and is the chief of all motions, they are ever watchful of the classes of themselves and those beneath them. As concerning the epithet full of eyes, which is applied to them, the eyes indicate the mystery of the revelations of the Trinity. Their head, and the foremost and highest among them, is Gabriel, who is the mediator between God and his creation. The seraphim are a fiery motion, which warms those below it with the fire of the divine love. The six wings which each of them is said to possess indicate the revelations which they receive from the Creator and transmit to mankind. The thrones are a fixed motion, which is not shaken by the trials which come upon it. The lords are a motion which is entrusted with the government of the motions beneath it, and it is that which prevents the demons from injuring created things. The powers are a mighty motion, the minister of the will of the Lord, and it is that which gives victory to some rulers in battle and defeat to others. 
The rulers are emotion which has power over the spiritual treasures, to distribute them to its companions according to the will of the Creator. This class of angels governs the luminaries, the sun, moon, and stars. The principalities are a defined motion which possesses the direction of the upper ether, of rain, clouds, lightning, thunder, whirlwinds, tempests, winds, and other ethereal disturbances. The archangels are a swift operative motion, into whose hands is entrusted the government of the wild beasts, cattle, winged fowl, reptiles, and everything that hath life, from the gnat to the elephant, except man. The angels are a motion which has spiritual knowledge of everything that is on earth and in heaven. With each and every one of us is an angel of this group, called the guardian angel, who directs man from his conception until the general resurrection. The number of each one of these classes of angels is equal to the number of all mankind from Adam to the resurrection. Hence it is handed down that the number of people who are going to enter the world is equal to the number of all the heavenly hosts, but some say that the number is equal to that of one of the classes only, that they may fill the place of those of them who have fallen through transgressing the law, because the demons fell from three classes of angels, from each class a third part. If then it is an acknowledged fact that there are three orders of angels, and in each order there are three classes, and in every class a number equivalent to that of all mankind, what is the total number of the angels? Some say that when the angels were created, and were arranged in six divisions, cherubim, seraphim, thrones, principalities, archangels and angels, the three lower divisions reflected, saying, what is the reason that these are set above, and we below? For they have not previously done anything more than we, neither do we fall short of them. On account of this reflection as a cause, according to the custom of the divine government, justice took from both sides, and established three other middle classes of angels, lords, powers, and rulers, that the upper might not be unduly exalted, nor the lower think themselves wronged. As for the dwelling place of the angels, some say that above the firmament there are waters, and above them another heaven in the form of infinite light, and that this is the home of the angels. Here too is God without limit, and the angels, invisible to bodily eyes, surround the throne of His Majesty, where they minister to the tabernacle not made with hands. Others say that, from the beginning, when God created the angels, until the second day in which the firmament was made, all the classes of angels dwelt in the upper heavens, but when the firmament was made, they all came down below it, with the exception of three classes, the cherubim, seraphim, and thrones, who remained above it. These surrounded and supported the Shekinah of God from the beginning of the world until our Lord ascended unto heaven, and after the ascension, behold, they surround and support the throne of the Christ God, who is over all, until the end of the world. The Expositora and his companions say, the tabernacle which Moses made is a type of the whole world. The outer tabernacle is the likeness of this world, but the inner tabernacle is the similitude of the place that is above the firmament. And as the priest ministered in the outer tabernacle daily, while the high priest alone entered into the inner tabernacle once a year, so of all rational beings, angels, and men, no one has entered the place above the firmament, save the high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ. The fathers, when they have been deemed worthy at any time to see our Lord in a revelation, have seen him in heaven, surrounded by the cherubim and seraphim. Hence some say that there are angels above the heavens. All these celestial hosts have revelations both of sight and of hearing, but the cherubim have revelations by sight only, because there is no mediator between them and God. The angels have an intellect superior to that of the rest of rational beings, man has stronger desire, and the demons, a greater degree of anger. The Book of the Bee, edited and translated by, 
Ernest A. Wallace Budge, 1886. Christian Theology, getting the doctrine of the archangels and angels directly from the Oriental Kabbalah, of which the Mosaic Bible is but an allegorical screen, ought at least to remember the hierarchy invented by the former for these personified emanations. The hosts of the cherubim and seraphim, with which we generally see the Catholic Madonna surrounded in their pictures, belong, together with the Elohim and Beni Elohim of the Hebrews, to the third Kabbalistic world, Jezira. This world is but one remove higher than Asaya, the fourth and lowest world, in which dwell the grossest and most material beings, the Klippeth, who delight in evil and mischief, and whose chief is Belial. Explaining, in his way, of course, the various heresies of the first two centuries, Irenaeus says, our heretics hold, that Propator is known but to the only begotten Son, that is to the mind, the new. It was the Valentinians, the followers of the profoundest doctor of the Gnosis, Valentinus, who held that there was a perfect ion, who existed before Bythos, or Buthon, the depth, called Propator. This is again Kabbalistic, for in the Sohar of Simon ben Iochai, we read the following, Senior occultatus est et absconditus, microprosopus manifestus est, et non manifestus, Rosenroth, the Sohar Liber Mysteries, 4, 1. In the religious metaphysics of the Hebrews, the highest one is an abstraction, he is without form of being, with no likeness with anything else. And even Philo calls the Creator, the Logos who stands next God, the second God. The second God who is his wisdom. God is nothing, he is nameless, and therefore called Ain Sof, the word Ain meaning nothing. But if, according to the older Jews, Jehovah is the God, and he manifested himself several times to Moses and the prophets, and the Christian church anathematized the Gnostics who denied the fact, how comes it, then, that we read in the fourth gospel that no man hath seen God at any time, but the only begotten Son, he hath declared him. The very words of the Gnostics, in spirit and substance. This sentence of St. John, or rather whoever wrote the gospel now bearing his name, floors all the Petrine arguments against Simon Magus, without appeal. The words are repeated and emphasized in chapter 6, not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he, Jesus, hath seen the Father, 46, the very objection brought forward by Simon in the homilies. These words prove that either the author of the fourth evangel had no idea of the existence of the homilies, or that he was not John, the friend and companion of Peter, whom he contradicts point-blank with this emphatic assertion. Be it as it may, this sentence, like many more that might be profitably cited, blends Christianity completely with the Oriental Gnosis, and hence with the Kabbalah. While the doctrines, ethical code and observances of the Christian religion were all appropriated from Brahmanism and Buddhism, its ceremonials, vestments, and pageantry were taken bodily from Lamaism. The Romish monastery and nunnery are almost servile copies of similar religious houses in Tibet and Mongolia, and interested explorers of Buddhist lands, when obliged to mention the unwelcome fact, have had no other alternative left them but, with an anachronism unsurpassed in recklessness, to charge the offense of plagiarism upon the religious system their own mother church had despoiled. This makeshift has served its purpose and had its day. The time has at last come, when this page of history must be written. H.P. Blavatsky
volume 16. Now you do not understand how tremendously the ascended hosts are working with all of you at this time. What tremendous effort is being made to bring in, through, and around you every conceivable assistance from our ascended master octave that is invincibly victorious over all in this world. You have no idea how much concentrated energy and power has been poured to the student body, and through you, because of the decrees you have given for the purification and freedom of your nation and the world. Therefore, we have worked incessantly, and we will continue to work incessantly and continually to pour forth in, through and around into you, all the ever-increasing concentration of the miracle manifestation that only the sacred fire's love can produce, because we want you insulated in it. We want you made strong enough to hold the victory. We want to keep you untouched by outer-world destructive conditions. And the only thing in heaven or earth, or anywhere else, that will ever do it, is the sacred love of the sacred fire of the mighty I Am Presence, and the Ascended Host. And the angelic host are our messengers to produce that manifestation in the physical octave around you all, and to you all, and around your loved ones. When you call for the protection of your loved ones, a flame of our heart's love of immortal power and protection can go like a streak of lightning to enfold your loved ones, no matter what the condition is around that one. Our sacred fire love can cut through every condition of human creation until it has no more power than a feather in a gust of wind. I want you to feel the power of the angelic host tonight, and I shall make you feel it until you're free. Applause. Thank you so much. Beloved Archangel Michael. Now the angels of the sacred fire have healed and healed and healed mankind, and how do you suppose the healing has gone forth? By the purifying action of their sacred fire love. Every bit of healing that's ever taken place on the earth has been the radiation of some activity of the sacred fire's love from both the mighty I and presence and the ascended host. The angelic host, one of the main activities of the angelic host is to render that service of healing to mankind until there is enough purity manifested for the individual to draw forth the power of eternal healing from each one's own beloved I am presence and the ascended master's octave. So the healing angels are no figment of anyone's imagination. The protecting angels are legions who wield the sword of blue flame, and that's no figment of anybody's imagination. When an ascended being or a cosmic being of the angelic host choose to direct the sword of blue flame into a destructive force or focus of destructively qualified energy mankind has created, perhaps maintained for centuries, the blue flame goes forth and enters into that condition, and forces into annihilation every destructive vibration of energy within it, consumes the substance, and compels the end of that which defies the perfection of life. It has not been decided yet, but it is just possible that the cosmic law will give a dispensation for the angelic host to produce certain manifestations of the sacred love of the sacred fire's immortal purity before every atheist on the earth. Applause. Thank you so much. And I can assure you, the angels and the archangels who wield that cosmic sword of blue flame can stiffen anybody in their tracks, stiffen the human body in its tracks until that consciousness obeys, until that consciousness acknowledges the authority and the power of the cosmic beings who direct the sacred fire's immortal purity and love to the earth. Not all the atheists in existence can any longer oppose the unrushing fulfillment of the divine plan, the eternal fiat of the cosmic law that mankind shall awaken from the sleep of the senses, from the denial of the great perfection of life, and be compelled to be purified and give obedience, and then compelled to make restitution to the life that it has defied. 
don't think for one minute the sinister force, or the benighted human beings who are the slaves to its lies and its destruction, are masters of either the planet nor infinite space around the planet. They're not masters of the ascended host. And it isn't a matter of faith to draw the power or acknowledge the ascended host. It just happens to be the law of electronics, the law of creation, the law of perfection, the law of manifestation. And one that is not bound by the darkness of his or her own selfishness automatically accepts, and where individuals don't accept the reality of cosmic beings who have created the perfection upon this earth, is in a shell of darkness of his or her own mental concepts and destructive feeling. But even that darkness can be shattered and annihilated by the cosmic sword of blue flame in the hands of any of the ascended host. Mankind's ignorance and darkness and destruction and degradation is to be consumed, and everybody might just as well get used to the idea as soon as possible. Applause. Thank you so much. Beloved Archangel Michael.